Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We have such great announcers in the NFL, specifically in the NFC North. We've gotten to be friends, and so it's always an honor to have him on the show. We had to accommodate his schedule. He's a little exhausted after that Sunday game in Orchard Park, New York, but pleased to welcome to the show now here after hours. Paul, it was it was wild. It was total insanity. That was my NFL hashtag. Total NFL insanity based on the finish of the Vikings and the Bills. So take us inside the booth. What were your emotional uh, swings like from your perspective inside that radio booth? Highmark Stadium is honestly one of my favorites. And being a, a team from the NFC North, outside of the preseason, we never get to go there. And, you know, and it's very close to the field close to the fans and uh there's not a bad seat in the house and it's just a beautiful wonderful environment it snowed in the first half <laughs> that was kind of majestic and surreal and you know but the fans it they're not like commander's fans uh where we actually had a problem in the booth the week before with a fan and or philly fans where you know the, their rep- reputation precedes them and and it's legit i've been there enough to know it's legit including week two when we were getting blown out and they kept telling me and the analyst Pete Bursage we were number one, but they were using the wrong finger. So you, you have a way in games like this, Amy, where the energy of the fans, the adoration for the team, and the recognition of how good this game has become, well, they, they all meld. And then you almost like take it personally into the microphone <laughs> that you want your team to win, but you want the fans – to hear loud-ass announcer guy uh, blurt out, and he's loose! <laughs> and so they all turn around, and, you know, they're still winning by double digits, but we just had to let them know that we were there and that we're just not some 7-1 and one flim-flam operation, just happy to be here. So it, all of that played into the emotions. Then you get to some of the quirkiest and strangest plays yes. that, honestly, I've ever seen as long as I've called Vikings football, and you know, this old dog likes new tricks, but I was getting too many of them, and I, w- I was becoming overly stimulated. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that whole thing just happened in about a 90-minute span of time, and it's something I'll never forget. I just have to know, why is it that the Vikings can't blow teams out? Why do they have to make it so dramatic every single time, Paul? Great question, and um, and that's been a common thread and or refrain at Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center, the, the Vikings practice facility. They wonder, too, and the new coach, Kevin O'Connell, uh, you know, Mike Patton is his right-hand man, associate head coach, former head coach of the Browns. He's been around longer than Kevin. So is the defensive coordinator, Ed O'Donnell. He's been around longer than both of them, <laughs> and their heads spin, too. But the bottom line is, it's a different year in the NFL. 
the NFC has a confluence of circumstances that we identified, at least I did, into the season where, okay, he's Brady, but he has a new coach. All right, he's A-Rodge, but his bailout guy went to the AFC. Russell went to the AFC. The Rams are the target of which to shoot, but they've experienced some injuries. Niners are always super tough. I shortchanged the Eagles and so on. So coming into the season, I felt the Vikings had a better chance than most to win a bunch of games, but I didn't know how it was going to happen. So whether you're coming back from two touchdowns down at home against Detroit and the stadium is eerily quiet, or you're reliant on a double doink from Will Lutz from 61 in London, or you're down 17 to Josh Allen in Orchard Park late in the third quarter and you win, that's the bottom line, cliche <laughs> as it is. It has to be the bottom line. And, um, and you know, they, they did kind of blow out Miami a little bit. I mean, and now granted it was without Tua, and that does matter, but uh, they did win that one rather clearly. Paul Allen, that familiar voice from the Vikings radio network. Some iconic calls already uh, this season, and we're only halfway through as the Vikings move to 8-1. and one. And what was your special tagline about 8-1, and one, Paul? Well, it, it plays off uh, an old-school song by a band called Orleans. We're, uh, we're still having fun, and we're still the one. You are still <laughs> the one. It was a little one-hit wonderish. So on my radio show on KFAN, you know, Mondays when we win, the producer, Nordo, will put together a montage with highlights leading up to the hook. And and when that hook came in like a month and a half ago, I just got into the microphone and started going, we're still having fun. Bikes are four and one. We <laughs> are four and one. And that was it right there. So that was in my mind somehow. Uh, so we're still having fun. We're eight and one. Oh, it fits so perfectly. It's always exciting to have Paul here on the show after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Kind of funny how Kirk Cousins has all of, all of a sudden become the rage in the NFL. I feel like I've seen him on literally every TV and radio outlet that covers sports in the last week. Going back to the trip to Washington, of course, the shirtless videos with the bling, and literally everywhere. How have you seen him show another side of his personality this year? That is a wonderful, wonderful question. And, you know, as you can imagine, when you're a shiny toy at 8-1 and, one, and you know, the, uh, the childlike announcer goes crazy on the mic, uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of interview requests over the last couple of weeks, and, uh, and I've done most, if not all, of them. And I get a lot of cousins' questions. I never got one the way you, formed, the way you laid it out. Yay. And I'm glad you did it that way, Amy, because that, that is an A topic with this team. The acceptance of Kirk Cousins, the Christian, Kirk Cousins, the awkward bookworm who sits in the first row of every single class, uh, and Kirk Cousins, the 500-ish quarterback throughout his career who has only won one playoff game. All right, so you got all that. So now, you know, you and, and many people have seen the uh, Kirk O'Chains bit that they created <laughs> in first class after we, uh, we won in London. Uh, he didn't do it this week. Patrick Peterson did, but nevertheless – the, the, in essence, Kirk is the last person uh, that's going to bring attention to himself. He's very awkward with it, very uncomfortable, and, you know, he, he's going to look at the world through the eyes of Scripture where we are all the same, whether you make his money or you're the guy picking up the cups in the stadium. So when you come from that standpoint, it, when you get a massive amount of positive attention, it flies in the face of who he is if it's not handled right, and he's just uncomfortable with it. So this group, 
led by Christian Darrisaw, the left tackle, Zadarius Smith, the former Packer, and, and I think Patrick Peterson and some others. Well, they basically forced it on him, being like, we know you're humble, and, and yes, we, we know you're different when we have conversations with you and you're incredibly smart. So we're going to force you into this Kirko situation, <laughs> and we are going to celebrate you. I'm not comfortable speaking for players or coaches, but I'm going to speak for Kirk here uh, because I've been with him all of his career here, and I, I know him quite well. This, this is the most joyous, comfortable, fun time he's ever had in his professional career because he's accepted finally for who he is. And he's heard so much crap about not being a leader. Well, I've always had a problem with that because it's my belief leadership is anointed. And players and coaches and others put that leadership tag on you. Well, that's what this team has done. Inherently, the quarterback is the leader due to the complication and uh, magnitude of what you do and how often you do it. But nevertheless, a leader doesn't have to be Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or some quarterback F-bombing the offensive line or receivers up and down the bench in a tight game caught on TV. It doesn't have to be that. Kirk is a born leader. It just is not the way man or the public or certain people want to envision a leader. So this group has empowered him in a way no other group has since I've been here, no other group has in his career, and he's a fantasy football anomaly in that his numbers – aren't as good as they have been even last year. However, he's making the most cold-blooded throws and the best throws that he's ever made in his life this season, and he is the leader of the Minnesota Vikings. Certainly helps when you've got the weapons around him that he does. And we, you mentioned Stephon Diggs. We see the relationship between Josh Allen and Stephon that's developed. We know about the relationship between, say, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Well, now Kirk Cousins has a Justin Jefferson that he can throw the ball to who can almost catch anything that is in the vicinity, his general zip code. What was your perspective on that fourth down catch in the fourth quarter where he goes up with the one? hand and essentially has to muscle it away from the defensive back first of all the throw has to be perfect uh and it was so that that's off what i just said secondly jefferson's catch one-handed uh with the temperature of 28 degrees and cam lewis the db for the bills has the ball and justin ripped it away it truly is one of one of the greatest catches you're ever going to see uh the fact that it was fourth and 18 you obviously had to have it so it's the, that plays into the confluence of circumstances that we've seen, Amy, through the first nine. One thing I say you know, when I chat with players or coaches, either on the radio or not, is the fearless gene, not everybody has it. God has to give it to you. You can't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to be a completely different person <laughs> and just go in there and, and I'm going to have faith over fear and not be scared. It doesn't work like that. This team doesn't panic ever. This team is fearless, whether it wins or it loses or whatever's going on. This team does not fear any circumstance. And so far, they're coming through basically every time. Paul Allen of the Vikings Radio Network is with us here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. You bring up leadership, the leadership of Kirk Cousins. And I also wanted to highlight the new head coach because here's something that has stood out to me. I don't understand why Kevin O'Connell is not getting the same attention for what he's done in his first few months with the Vikings. What stands out about this new head coach? 
it's ridiculous if he's not. And it also plays into the common thread, Amy, where it's we're beating these teams that are perceived bad, you know, the Saints, the Lions, Kyler in Arizona, and so on and so on. But nevertheless, they're still winning the games. And nobody around the facility cares what anybody around the country thinks of them. In <laughs> fact, the cliche from the coaches would be they'd rather fly under the radar. And they ain't under the radar after that Buffalo win. So um, uh, O'Connell is doing a coach of the year type job here. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, I think it truly is a childlike happiness and joy that the players, the coaches, and everybody intimately associated with the football program possesses. And that Kirk O'Chain's bit is part of it. it. It's how players are handled in meetings when they're making mistakes. You know, they're, they're not going to be torn down in front of their cohorts. They're just layer, they're, there's layer after layer after layer of things that were said into the season, and they have lived up to the hype. And, you know, being old school, I've heard a lot of things for a long time, Ms. Lawrence, and they, whether it's a prize fight or whether it's a big game or it's a culture change or whatever, it rarely lives up to the hype. There are so many things that I heard into the season that needed to be changed and will be changed and have been changed, and it's tangible, and I'm seeing it. And, and I'm seeing it every single week. And so that right there, the fact that you lay out a plan and then you execute the plan the way you laid it out and it's working, that not only is, I mean, that is not only underrated, it's rare when it happens, and it's happening here. What is unique about Kevin that they respond to him? That's an excellent question. I think with Kevin, and, well, he's a first-year head coach, and the general manager, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, is a first-year general manager. Now, Quasi's right-hand man is Ryan Grigson, who used to be the GM for the Colts. Kevin's right-hand man is Mike Pettin, the former head coach of the Cleveland Browns, longtime defensive coordinator. Ed Donatel has coached football for many decades at a high level. Then you have Wes Phillips, Bum's grandkid, and, um, and Wade's son. Well, this is his first year as an offensive coordinator. The, court, the quarterback's coach, Chris O'Hara, first year doing that. So you have a lot of newbies. Matt Daniels with special teams, first year. So, therefore, they're going to be learning on the fly, too. Kevin delegates. He does not have to have the right answer. And if Kevin recognizes something that somebody else notices with a first-year play caller as a head coach or other things, he does not have ego. There's no ego. No ego around here. And and there's just a culture of joy and happiness, even after that Eagles loss. I was Because I do a weekly one-on-one interview with Kevin for KFAN and mm-hmm. some other things with him. And after we got killed by the Eagles on Monday Night Football, everybody saw it. And, and so we're going to tape it the next day. Of course, we had a mechanical with the plane, so we didn't get back till like 530 in the morning. Oh, Everybody's tired, and people are cranky that they just got killed. <laughs> well, he was the exact same in the interview later that day as he was the week before. He's the same all the time. That's very important. Here they are, same record as the Philadelphia Eagles after the Eagles lost on Monday Night Football. All right, Paul, before I let you go, it's a strange year for the NFC North, but you've seen this division for a lot of years. What are your impressions through the first half of the North? Green Bay losing Devontae. I I would tell everybody who would listen, and I'm not from Minnesota. I'm from Washington, D.C. I moved here full-time in 98, been voice of the Vikings since 02. 
So I want to beat Green Bay because that's always the target at which to shoot in the division. But I don't have that next-door neighbor, family, Green Bay Packer, shoe-size <laughs> contest thing that, that tens of thousands in this state have. So I don't come at it from that point. But I told everybody that losing your bailout guy, Devontae Adams, this is not a one- or two-game thing. You know, this is that's a lot, and it's going to be a lot. So that turned out was bearing its fruit. That's helped a lot, and then they got hurt, and then we killed them week one. So from the NFC North, Fields is running all over the place and, and looking great at doing it, but they're not winning. The Lions are improving, but they haven't improved enough. Green Bay took such a massive step back without Devontae. And then we take Zadarius Smith. We take their outside linebackers coach, Mike Smith. That was a major, major move by these guys, the Vikings. And, and Green Bay has had to kind of twist in the wind trying to figure it out. And they just got so far behind in the division that, yeah, I mean, I, it would be an absolute puzzler if the Vikings don't win the division. Can you believe it's been 20 years for you doing this gig? Well, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question because, you know, over uh, the last X amount of years, through the pandemic, calling road games from U.S. Bank Stadium oh. and just some other things, not only in my life with, with where my personal life has gone, but just, just, just you know, I've done the job a long time where there was a side of me where I could kind of take it or leave it. Um, God gifted me in a way where when we push on and you get that boom, well, the fans are going to get what the fans deserve. And, and I call the games for the fans to give them a diversion in their lives if they need it. Yes. But um, I'm, I'm just completely bit with this whole thing. For the first time in my career, Amy, calling games in this Buffalo game, I said multiple times to the analyst, Pete Persich, I love this team. I am so in love with this team. And a lot of it really has to do with, with, with Cousins. Finally seeing people from all walks of life embrace Kirk Cousins. I mean, he may be more interested in talking about the fall of Babylon compared to getting bombed at a bar. And guess what? That's okay. And it's accepted who he is. And to see him as happy as he is, that, that brings me so much joy that it's reinvigorated my actual joy for the job. A culture of joy and happiness, and it starts from the top and is filtered down, and no doubt that is a major piece of why the Vikings are 8-1, and one, because the team has got that special chemistry. You can find Paul on Twitter at PA on the mic, M-I-C, and not only is he the voice of the Vikings for 20 years, but also on KFAN in Minneapolis. Paul, it's always good to connect with you. We love listening to you every single week, and uh, yeah, as long as the Vikings are winning, no doubt we get these icons iconic calls <laughs> well yeah we got dallas next they're going to be a handful for whatever the reason we uh we're underdogs at home i can't understand that <laughs> then you can just put this in the back of your mind we're still having fun i think we're going to be nine and one <laughs> thank you paul all right bye amy okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 